Well, good morning. Nice. So uh, I just want to pause and just give thanks for uh, Kevin, because Kevin's an awesome pastor. So uh, I acknowledge him and uh, him allowing us to share his pulpit. Amen. Amen. Now, know this. Um, I am a truth speaker. And so whenever I speak, I like to come from a place that I feel like the Holy Spirit has just led me to go. So um, I'm not saying that, uh, so the first part I'm going to do with you is a summary of kind of the chapter in the book of Esther and what it's all about. And then we're going to go into a little bit of how this book kind of talked to me. Um, And I hope that as I share that, that you don't take it as what it has to share with you, but that you might take it and wrestle with it and ask questions and have conversation about it uh, afterwards. Is that cool? All right. Some people are like, no, it's not at all, but we'll, we'll go through it. Let's pray. Oh, man, God, we are so humbled and amazed by who you are. And um, we are just grateful that you've assembled us this morning to talk about your word, the word of God, the uh, awesome, uh, crazy, just amazing word of God that you've left for us to give us a little instruction on how to live here in life. So God, move Ramon out of the way and let your Holy Spirit talk to us this morning in the whatever way it might do. We give honor to you. We love you and we praise your name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So we're talking about Esther. So just by show of hands, how many people know a little bit about Esther? Awesome. So, like, I'm just walking through something you already know, which is great. So we'll do a good review. So um, here in the book of Esther, we start off and we learn about uh, King Xerxes, and, uh, who ruled over the land at the time and was a great king, according to all the people who were there, uh, had a queen named uh, Vashti. And so... King, uh, King Cerses and Vashti are together, they're living life together, uh, and they're having this great party when we open up the chapter. Uh, the party is set for all of the people of the land to come together, and they're throwing this like huge, let's call it a block party, they're just having this huge block party, right? I mean, they are doing it up. They are celebrating, there are decorations, there are just amazing looking things and contraptions, you know how we like to party, right? Like. They're partying. And so Queen Vashi does the same thing. She has this amazing party for the females because the king is having the amazing party for the males. Now, just a reminder that as we go through the story, time's a little different. So you might hear some things. You're like, well, right, like I don't agree with that. Or perhaps like women should have been doing this or men should have been doing this. But this is the time that they live in. So think about it in a different context, all right? So they're having this amazing, amazing, amazing party. Uh, and everybody's having a really, 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 really good time. There's gold and silver and marble and mother of pearl and stones and wine. How many people like wine? Well, they're enjoying their wine at this moment. They're having a great thing. Yes, it's in the Bible in chapter 1. You can read it. <laughs> uh, and so they're going on and on and on and on. And the king asks for his queen to come because the king is in love with his queen and all her beauty. And he says, look, summons her. Tell her to come. He asks the eunuchs to have her come so that he can show her off to the people. And so she gets the message and she goes, 
Um, not right now. And the king's sitting there waiting for her and waiting and waiting and waiting, and the queen never shows up. And so the king gets really upset. I mean, he's really upset. He's like, no, where is she? I asked her to come. I commanded her to come. She's supposed to be here, and she didn't show up. I don't know about this. So what happens? Well, uh, the, king, uh, the king actually so enraged and so upset and so drunk off his wine is heated and goes, yeah, no, we can't do this. I no longer want to deal with this queen. Yes, it might not be the way we operate now, but it is the way they operated then. So he gets rid of the queen. I'm going to come a little bit off of my Bible because I'm trying to use it, but I know the story well enough. So can I just walk with you? Is that okay? All right, cool, cool, cool. And so we're going to walk through. And so uh, the, king, the king gets so upset, he banishes Vashti and he goes, okay, I need someone new. And so he asks the eunuchs of the place who are the people who men... They're not our type of people because at this point, the men who were in charge of watching the queen didn't have a very important part that we all like to have, okay? And so I, I'm going to let your imagination run where it needs to go, but you're exactly right. The king did not have, I mean, the eunuchs did not have the proper stuff that they needed to be men in some ways. And so this was because they had to watch the queen. And so you can't watch my queen, and I think you're a threat, so I don't, you know, so this is the way that it's done. And so there is a call out to the women of the land. Who can we have to come in and fill the queen's place? Let's throw a party. Let's invite all the women. Let's give them this beauty time. So they come in and they, the, the eunuchs go out. They go and they, they, uh, they gather all the women that they can find. And the women come in. And it's sort of like this uh, beauty pageant of sorts where they sort of go through and just sort of figure out which woman is going to be the best for the king, which woman is the most beautiful. And the woman has to be a virgin. And so they look, and they look, and they look, and they bring a whole group of women in, and the women come in, and out of these women, there's a guy, there is a woman whose name is Esther, uh, who was without father, without mother, but there's a guy named Mordecai, everybody say Mordecai, Mordecai, just making sure you're with me. So Mordecai is watching um, Esther. He's really, he's really the person who raised Esther, okay? He's like the surrogate dad. And so Mordecai says, go, check it out. Go see for yourself. Let's, let's you know, go do this thing. And so she goes, and there's a whole bunch in here where Esther kind of wins over everybody. I mean, she is beautiful. Esther's just gorgeous. She has it all together. And not is she only is she beautiful outwardly, but she's beautiful inwardly. Like she's got the brains and she's smart. She's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. And of course, as she swoons uh, over all of the eunuchs, as she swoons over all the court and all of the kingdom, the king is highly impressed. Now, there's a couple of months before you're able to see the king, okay? And so this process is like, like 12 months a uh, whole year, basically, of you kind of just getting it together, kind of like learning how, a lot like a pageant. You learn how to walk, and you learn how to talk, and you want to learn how to be royalty in front of the king. And so Esther does her best to get all of this together. Um, and when she finally sees the king, which is a little early, about 10 months in, she gets to see the king, not 12 months. Uh, the king is highly impressed. Just like everybody else, the king is swooned. Oh, my gosh. Esther, 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 Esther. I just love Esther. And so the king is just really, just really, really, really falls head over heels for Esther. 
Now, Mordecai, who was the person who was watching over, um, who, was, who, was, who, who raised Esther, uh, Mordecai makes his way back and forth to the kingdom, to the palace, and then back to where he was a couple of times throughout the week. He checks on Esther a good bit. And so one of the times when he come to sit in front of the, the palace, he's just sort of chilling there, uh, he overhears some guards talking. And the guards are talking about killing the king. King is a good, good guy, I think. But here, here his people are, and they're talking about let's kill the king. So Mordecai overhears this. He's listening. He's like, well, this, this can't be right because Esther, right, the, the woman who I raised is in there and she's got an opportunity to really be the queen and we can't let this happen. Uh, so Mordecai sends word to let the king know that your people are trying to raise up against you and kill you. The people of the palace get the word and they save the king by getting rid of the people who are trying to kill the king. All right, you still with me? All right, cool. And so, and so, um, where am I? Okay, so uh, here we go. So, so the king is saved, and we're back to the story of Esther um, going through the process of becoming the queen. The king is, is still in thrall with Esther, and so, uh, and so Mordecai saving the king. There's a guy named Haman. Everybody say Haman. Haman is already a part of the palace, but the king raises Haman up to be this, 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 wonderful, uh, this wonderful guy that everybody should sort of reverence. Oh, Haman, we like Haman. We love Haman. Haman's a cool guy. He's done a lot of stuff around the palace. He's a good dude. We should, just, we should lift him up. The king wants to lift him up. And Haman, Haman's not, uh, Haman's not mad at this at all. Haman is a pretty sharp guy. He's walking around the palace. He's like, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm the man. I'm that guy. I mean, he's pretty, he's got, he got swag. Haman has swag. And so we learn, right, Haman's this cool guy. He gets, uh, he gets boosted up in the kingdom. And so he goes home and uh, he goes out and back and forth throughout the palace. Mordecai, who's still sitting in front of the palace, remember Mordecai. Mordecai, the, the rule is that everybody should always give homage to Haman, right? You should bow when you see Haman. You should treat him pretty much like a king, right? Every time Haman goes back and forth, it's like, oh, wise Haman, we love you. We honor you. You're great. Haman eats it up, kind of just struts on down, you know. Mordecai is like, yeah, I'm not fooling with this guy. I don't like this guy. I don't like the looks of this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy. So every time Haman walks past, Mordecai is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. Haman's like, Who's the guy who won't stand up? The guy's like, yeah, it's Mordecai. He's like, yeah, we need to do something about that. Let's fix it, all right? Let's fix it. All right, time to go. So he goes, right? And so Mordecai never gives him the reverence that has been ruled that you should give to Haman. And so Haman gets pretty upset about this. I mean, he is furious. When he goes home, you know, he like... Mordecai becomes the talk. Instead of just him being the suave guy and the swagged out guy, Haman starts giving a lot of time to the thought that Mordecai will not give him reverence. What's wrong with this dude? You know, and then he gets upset. He says, well, this is what I know about him. Not only is he this dude that won't give me reverence, but he's one of those Jews. And I just don't like the Jews. I think, you know what, we should do something about this. So he confers with his family. He's talking to his family. He's like, you know, honey, what do you think about this? Like, this is, this is bothering me. This is getting on my nerves. He won't give me the reverence. And so him and his wife and a couple of kids and the people and family at home are like, look, you know, if he's a problem, if he's a thorn in your side, get rid of him. 
he's not even worthy of anything. We don't, we don't know much about him. Like, you know, off him. So Mordecai, uh, Haman's like, all right, you know, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. He said, you know what, there's, there's a pole. There's a pole. Get a pole. And what we'll do is, why don't you, you hang it up, you know, put it up and, uh, and hang them, pretty much. Haman's like, doesn't sound like a bad idea. We'll, we'll do that. So, uh, Haman, goes back to, um, Haman goes back to the king, and he's talking to the king, and he started to tell the king, hey, look, there's a couple people that aren't doing what, you know, what, what the rules are around here. What, what should we do about them? I, I'm kind of thinking about it. We should, we should do something about this. And so he kind of tricks the king by not telling the king all of the story. He just says, right, like, because in his conceit, right, he's just like, I, I don't like this dude. Let's do something about it. And so kind of tricks the king into agreeing with him. And the king gives the rule, sure, you know what, let's, let's, let's just whatever. Go off him. I trust you. And so at this time, the king has a ring. Uh, I'm trying to be careful about what finger I'm pointing up here. It's the ring finger. <laughs> and so uh, he gives him the ring, which, has, which is like the stamp of approval. He says, whatever you need to go do, whatever laws you need to go make, go do it, right? You, you've got this. And so he does. And so Haman goes out and creates this new policy, right? People who don't bow to me, they get killed. People who I don't like, right, they get killed. And most of all, the Jews, because Mordecai represents the Jews, let's off all of them. Let's just get rid of the whole people of the Jews. There's a lot of hate in this guy, all because of one guy. He's like, let's get rid of all of them. And so uh, he sets this in motion, and the word goes out in every language, in every language that's present in all of the land, uh, that whenever somebody doesn't follow the rules, you kill them, and if they're Jew, you definitely should kill them. Right? This is the law. So, of course, the Jews are panicking. Like, what is going on? This isn't like our king. This isn't what I'm used to. This isn't what I thought we were all about. But, but where did this come from? Mordecai, of course, gets word of this too. Right? Mordecai is wrestling with this. All right, so this, king, this, this guy, Haman, thinks that he's above all. What, what should I do? So, so in, his, in his thoughts, he said, well, I've got somebody on the inside. I've got somebody on the inside. Somebody say on the inside. On the inside. I've got somebody on the inside. Let me send word to her that we need to do something about this. Let me let, let, me let Esther know, right, like we got to rise up against this. We can't let this stand. This guy wants to kill all my people because of something I won't do. I don't like this guy anyway. Like this is not going to work. So he sends word, right, to Esther. Esther gets the word. Now, Esther gets the word, and she's like, Wow. Okay. And, and, and mind you, Mordecai has done more than just pass the word. I mean, there's this word that he's out in front of the, the kingdom uh, tearing his clothes, which was normal in the day whenever you, you had hardship. He's tearing his clothes. He's, he's going through it. He's, he's walking around, you know, stomping in protest. This cannot happen. He's looking miserable. He's like, no, this is wrong. And so Esther gets the word. And Esther goes, hmm. Okay, this, is, this, this isn't right. I can't have my, my god dad out there, you know, feeling this way, and I definitely don't want to lose him. All right, send, take some clothes. I got some clothes. I can find some clothes. Take this stuff. Give it to him. Take some food to him. Tell him to eat. Like, he cannot be out there like this. And so they go and they give Mordecai the food and the clothes. And Mordecai's like, what is this? This isn't going to save my life. Heck no. Like, no, I'm, this is serious. 
Tell Esther something has to be done. She's on the inside. Tell her to fix the problem. This is life or death. And so the people go back to Esther and they tell Esther, look, Mordecai sends word. This is not going to help. You need to fix the problem. You're on the inside. Let's work this out. So Esther, complex. Ah. So, so look, 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 look. Let Mordecai know, right? If I go, if I go in front of the king, right, there's rules in this. There's rules to this. You can't just walk in front of the king. It's not privileged like that. Let him know. I, if you go in front of the king, you're likely you can end up dead. This, this is real. Like, if I, like, if, so there's these rules. You got to go in front of the king. And, and if you go in front of the king, you got to hope for God's sake that he reaches out the gold scepter and he actually allows you in. Because if not, he can look at it as disrespectful, is disgraceful. I am trying to work my way up to being the queen and work my way out of the dumps that I came from. Like, Mordecai, come on, work this out. And so the word goes back to Mordecai. Mordecai is like, look. Look, I get it, but you are on the inside. You are the only hope for our people. If you want me to live, you need to make sure something is done. Not only if you want me to live, but if you want to live yourself, let me not, let's not forget you're a Jew, okay? You can't be all high and sedity and pretty in the kingdom and forget where you came from. You are a Jew yourself, so get it together. Recognize who you are. Stand up for your people. The word goes back. Esther's like, huh, son of a gun, he's right. Might not have said of a gun, but, you know, son of a gun, he's right. So Esther decides, all right, okay, all right, this is what we do. This is what we do. <sighs> Tell your people to fast and pray. Tell them to stand guard because I'm going to spiritual war here. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go see the king. Take me to the king. I'm going to go see the king. But I need you to stand with me. Do your part on the outside. Pray. Fast for three days. Don't eat nothing. I will do the same thing in here. And when it all finishes, I will take the opportunity. I'll stand up for my people and I'll go to see the king. Mordecai follows the instructions. Of course, he's not necessarily happy totally because they're not out of the woodworks, but he is proud of his daughter, his goddaughter, and he's proud that she's going to take the stand. So he rounds up the people on the outside. Let's do this. Let's fast. Let's get it together. So the three days go by. Esther fasts as well in the kingdom for three days. Here's the big day. She walks, she approaches the palace door, okay, and she stands, probably a little prettier than when I'm standing, I'm a man, I don't know if I can stand as pretty as she stands, but she stands. <sighs> the king looks out, lovely, lovely, lovely Esther is at my door, all right, the king, right, lifts up his hand. I mean, this could go a long way. He could, he could, he could totally just banish her. 
Esther, come in. Come talk to me. What does, uh, what does this wonderful woman want? Talk to me. Tell me what you want. Whew. King, if it pleases you, I, I just, I love who you are so much. I've decided to throw a banquet in your favor. And if you come, I, I'd love to have Haman come with you. It, it'd be awesome for us to sit down and just, just, just enjoy each other's company. And I want to just reverence you for all that you do as my king. Wow. Esther, you know I love you and you're one of my favorites. Of course, of course. You know I find favor in you. I will gather up Haman and we'll, we'll do this. And so they do. And so Haman is, is, is beckoned and he, he meets up with Esther and they go and they have this beautiful feast. King says, Esther, what a, I mean, this is, this is an awesome banquet, but what gives? I mean, there's got to be more, more that you want. Tell me and I'll, I'll do it because I, I find so much favor in you. Well, King, I tell you what, I just love the fact that you're here. So let's, uh, let's just enjoy this. And tomorrow, come back for another banquet. I just want to celebrate who you are because you find favor in me, but I find favor in you. King is thrilled, happy, excited. Yes, let's do that. So the king says, I agree. She says, and bring Haman. Bring Haman with you. Bring Haman. <laughs> so he leaves. Mordecai on the way out. King, I'll talk to you later. All right, bro. Check you. Walks out the kingdom. <laughs> Mordecai sitting out front. Mordecai does the same thing. There he go. Haman's pissed off. What? 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 Like I just had a great banquet and you won't even get off your juice self and said, I'm going to get this Haman. I'm going to get this Haman. Goes home, talks it over with his wife. Look, this guy, this guy's got to go. I mean, he's got to go. I have had so much, I've had so much of him. His wife was like, yeah, well, you know what you got to do? Stop talking about it. Be about it, okay? Be about it. He's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. He says, I got a banquet to go to with the king tomorrow. I'm going to go to this banquet. But I'm telling you, in the morning time, in the morning time, it's over. I am going to get this Mordecai once and for all. It's not going to go past the banquet. Before the banquet, I'm handling my business. You see the rough black guy just come out of me real quick? <laughs> okay. And so Mordecai's got it all planned out. I'm sorry, Haman has it all planned out. This is, he's got his plan. Now, back at the palace, meanwhile, nighttime comes. And we know God works in these crazy ways because... The king has a problem sleeping. King just is wrestling like, I don't know what I ate, but it ain't sitting well. I don't know what's going on, but I can't get no Z's. Like, somebody around here bring me something to amuse me. Show me what's going on in the kingdom. Let me know what's good. So the, uh, the, the palace people, they come. They say, hey, here's, uh, here's the book, the log. Check out the log. Whatever you want to do, peace, king. They dip. King is... Y'all get my slang, right? They dip. They leave. Okay. King's, <laughs> King's standing there. King says, let me read. Oh, wow. This is, wow. Wow. Who's this Mordecai guy? 
did anybody do for me? Like, he saved my life. Like, like what is, like, this is great. Like, nobody told me, nobody told me, like, nobody felt they should share with me that my life was spared because of the guy who's sitting in the front all the time. This is amazing. Like, what do we do for him? Have we done anything for Like, is there a celebration? Like, what gives? Where are the streamers, the party? You know I'm a party guy. Get the one, like, what's good? Let's do something. The folks are like, no, no, nothing's been done. Nothing's been done. We just recorded it. That's our job. We haven't done anything else. All right? He says, well, who's here? Like, which, which one of them? It's early morning now. He's read through the book. It's finally early morning. So he's read through the book. Enter Haman. Haman's like, yeah, this is the day I'm going to do my thing, right? Like, I'm coming. King don't know this, but I'm off Mordecai. I'm feeling pretty good, and then I'm going to have a banquet to celebrate later because king don't even know what's up. So the king's like, yo, like, Who's here? Who's here? I need to get, like, what do I do about this? Like, he hasn't been celebrated. Come on, hey, and who's here? So the, the courts are like, well, uh, Haman's here. He just walked in the door. Want me to get him? He's like, yes, go get Haman. Tell him to come. So they go get Haman. Haman's like, yeah, what do you want? He's like, king wants you. He's like, okay, okay, okay. He goes in. The king's like, yo, like, I just, this is blowing my mind. Like, you don't, last night I couldn't sleep. I read this whatever, just, Haman, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? That's this guy. He's great. What do you do for him? Like, we got to celebrate. Haman's like, celebrate? He's like, yeah, he's talking about me. He's like, yes, I'm, like, like, this guy, he's like, everybody should just, what do you do for the guy you just want to give everything? What do you do? Haman's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask. Let me tell you. So this is what you do. You like give him one of your robes, right? You should totally let him be in one of your robes. Like let him sit under one of your thorns. I mean, one of your crowns, one of your crowns. Think about Jesus. Sit under one of your crowns. Like put him on your horse. Yes, put him on your horse and like saddle up with your saddle. Let him ride. Like this is amazing. The king's asking about me, what he should do about me right in front of my face. King, you should do like the grandest things. The king's like, yes, 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 Haman, you are totally right. Yes, we're going to do it. Haman's like, well, of course we're going to do it. So what is, when did it start? King's like, go get Mordecai and do everything you just said. Yeah. Haman's like, what? Whoa. Whoa, this is whoa. Whoa. He's like, come on, what are you with wasting time? Come on, come on, come on. Out, out, go do it. Haman's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Haman does it. Gotta be obedient to the king. He's like, oh man, when I when he gets off this horse, oh my God, like I can't. The guy who won't get up for me is now the guy I'm escorting around. What, what, what is this? So he's, he, takes, he, ta he takes and does exactly what the king asks. He sends him off, takes the horse, takes him around the palace. Everybody is to give him this feast. Everybody's throwing up hands, you know, like, oh, hey, I mean, oh, Mordecai, oh, Mordecai. It was a hip hop party. I'm telling you, it was a hip hop party. Everybody's excited. Mordecai is like, he gets back, and he's baffled. <laughs> How did this happen? His wife is like, you know you can't do, 
you know you can't do what you thought you was going to do. Like, this, this was never fair. He's like, no, I, look, look, I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure this thing out. Is he's trying to figure it out, right? Remember the second day, there's another banquet. And so while he's trying to figure it out, he's summoned, come to the banquet. Haman gets to the banquet. Here he is. He's already humiliated because he's had to do and, and, and exalt the person, he, the one person he hates, right? So I'm, I'm sure he gets to the banquet, like, pretty upset, but, you know, I'm in front of the king. Let me do what the king says. So he's sitting there with the king. The king's like, oh, Esther, I love my Esther. Come here, Esther. I love you. Mwah, smooches, Esther. Oh, you've blown another banquet. Haman, is this not amazing? Haman's like, yes, yeah, all right. It's all right. Yes, king. Yes, yes, king. It's great. It's great. King says, Esther, look, it's the second day of this banquet, and, and uh, what gives? You know, talk to me. You know, talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind. Let me know. It's like, okay, all right. Well, King, I, I just won. I'm just, I'm in awe of what you do, who you are. And uh, I just, I love you. I, I think you're a swell guy. And somebody's trying to do away with me. What? Not my Esther. No. Esther, you're, who would do such a thing? Well, I'm glad you asked. He's sitting right beside you. What? 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 No. What? Yeah, no. He's, hey man, sitting right beside you. That's just a small thing, but really, he's sitting right beside you. What? Of course, Haman is like, how could this day go any more wrong? So Haman's like, no, 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 like, I, no, what, no. Esther's like, yes, 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 yes. The king's like, what, 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 what? And so he's like, no, I, give me a second. Give me a second. The king leaves out. Esther's in there with Haman. Haman's like, look, 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 the tables have turned. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's all about, look, I, I, you've got the power right now. Please, please, I'm not even going to chase the king. The Bible makes no, he doesn't chase the king because he knows the king's fed up. He actually's like, okay, Esther, the little peasant girl, little Jew, now has power. She's risen. What, Esther, please, please, I am begging don't do this, right? It gets so entangled that the whole scene just turns into this, this horrible, mockery, crazy, fanatic scene. So much so that, like, the worst mistakes happen with Haman. Not only does Haman, like, start pleading, but Izzy's pleading, right? Esther walks over. She gets on, like, the sofa. And then Haman, Izzy's trying to plead, falls on the sofa on top of Esther. So the scene just gets crazy. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Check it out. It gets crazy, and the king walks back in. What? 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 So wait, not only, not only, not only are you trying to kill my people, but you're trying to sleep with her right in front of my face? He really says this. He really says this. The Bible is full of, like, stuff that you just don't always think should be in the Bible, but it's in the Bible. It's real life. So he's just like, what? No. He's like, this is crazy. This is crazy. You know what? You are done. You are done. <laughs> So, story ends like this. Remember the poll that I talked about that uh, Mordecai wanted to hang uh, for, right? So, Haman gets hung on the very same pole that he thought he was going to hang somebody else on, all right? So, that's his untimely death. And then 
Esther uh, and Mordecai um, gets his ranks pulled up. He becomes like the second uh, in control to the king. The king asks him, what, should, what would you have me do? Esther, what would you have me do? They totally rewrite the policy of the land. All the Jews are spared. All the people are spared. And it's such a happy ending because Mordecai is lifted. Esther's lifted. The Jews get to take back all that was stolen from them. They're no longer in captivity. They're seen as equals. They even get to take out some of the people who were against them and get to take some of the stuff that, you know, the riches that the other people had. I mean, it's total liberation. It's total liberation. And Esther, all because Esther chose, chose to do what Esther should do. Now, my closing. I always believe in application. Everybody say application. I'm going to do the pastor thing and say, I'm not going to be before you too much longer. That means 50 more minutes. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> this is the thing that rung so true to me. Esther, this little, this Jewish girl, this little girl who was brought up poor, didn't have a mother and father, finds herself in this, this place in the kingdom of, of privilege. And, I mean, she's not born into privilege, but she acquires some privilege while being in the kingdom. And she's given this choice, what do I do with my privilege? What do I do with my privilege? Now, let me gear in because so many times today the word privilege is used for only white privilege. But I want to wrestle with that because privilege for this, this situation is somebody who's been given privilege because she sort of worked her way into a certain privilege. I was talking with somebody yesterday who actually works, who was a part of the, who, who does some high-level secretive work in the government, uh, who talked a lot about when he goes across country and he sees the way that other people are living in other countries, he says, we don't understand the privilege we have in America. The clean water, the toilets, the clean water in the toilet, the actual toilet to use, the clothes that we can go and shop for and then throw away, the glasses that we can use to read whenever we want to get new pair of glasses, we got it, the health insurance that we're privy to, the schools that we have entitlement to, whether or not they're public or private, we still have free education to some extent. And here Esther has found herself in a place that she's gained some privilege, and she's stuck with the question, if I want to see my people liberated, if I don't want Mordecai to die, do I let go, do I let go the privilege that I feel like I've earned? Her first response is no. No, I've worked too hard to get where I've gotten. This is not, I am working to be the queen. For goodness sake, I have money now. I have a sense of dignity now. I am treated with respect. I am seen as somebody important. No. But the question is, will you let someone else die? Because it's all about you and your privilege. And so Esther makes the tough decision. She says, my favorite line in this whole book, if I perish, let me perish. My God. How many of us, how many of us would wrestle with our own privilege in order to save the life of someone else? In order to see the liberation of somebody else, Esther understands in this moment of privilege, if I want to see 
other people live the way they should and they could, I've got to be willing to let something go. My own privilege. This is why I love Esther. Because Esther makes the decision not to sit in her privilege, but she makes the decision, I am willing to die for justice sake. My brothers, my sisters, the message today that I pull from Esther is this. It is time for us to stop playing church and be the church. Too many of us have walked into the church every Sunday after Sunday looking for our blessing, looking for God to do what God's going to do for me, to give me the money, to give me the promotion at my job, while plenty of people are dying right on the corner of where we live. And how many times do we walk by and not say a word? How many times do we walk or drive by and just hand money and say, I hope things get better? Where's the relationship? Who is God calling you to be? You have come to this church, maybe for the first time today. You have come to this church over months or over weeks. Perhaps you were here when it started. But Kevin lifted up the call to baptism. Some of us have been baptized and some of us are on our way to baptism. But here's the call. The call is, are you willing to lose everything so that Jesus gets the glory? Are you willing to die that others might be free? And I'm not asking you to do anything that your faith doesn't call you to do. Because if you're honest with yourself, last point, Jesus did the very same thing. Jesus walked as a man and finally said, just like Esther, I have privilege because I am God. Do you not understand? I could tear, I could tear, you could tear down everything and I could build it right back up. I am God. And yet, if this cup can't pass, let it be. I am willing to die for the liberty, for the sacrificial it's to be the sacrificial lamb for every last person, including the people that don't believe in me. Including the people that won't give their life back for me. Including the people that will never say yes to me. I am willing to die. My blood, my sweat, my tears, I will hang on this cross as long as I need to for everybody that will come under my name and won't come under my name. Either way, I love them that much. The question today to you my brothers, my sisters, is are you willing to do the same thing, to give up your privilege, to give up your privilege for the people that will never have what you have all in the name of Christ? Because if you are, if you are, the glory is yours. The promise is yours. If you're not, let's pray about it. Let's pray. God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for being the God that is a graceful God that forgives me time and time again, that forgives us time and time again for our sins. Whenever we choose to go wrong, you still open the door open for us and you allow us to walk back in. What a great God you are. God, we reverence the story of Esther and how you use this woman of God to liberate your people. God, we can only wish 
that you might do the same thing for us, that there's purpose somewhere in our lives to be the people you've called us to be. Forgive us. Forgive us for not doing what we can do, all that we can do. Forgive us for living in our own selfishness. Forgive us for living in our own sin. But God, right now in this moment, on today, free us from the chains of oppression and allow us to live like you've called us to live in unity with one another. That means tough times might come. That means hard things might happen. That means we might have to move out of our comfort zone. That means we might have to wrestle with doing the things we don't always want to do. But God, if it's for you, allow us like Esther and Jesus to do the things that you've called us to do and not just the things we want to do. And God, in that, be a blessing to us. Help us to find peace and joy not just wealth and merit and ego, but God, help us to find peace. And for whatever problems that arise, help us to walk through it peacefully like we're walking through the center of a storm. And though the storm might be all around us, in the middle, let us have peace. God, we love you. We praise you for all that will come. In the name of Jesus, this whole congregation, lift up your voice and say, Amen. 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 Amen.